0: everyone, welcome along to another episode of the Celtic View podcast. We are sitting here after another very fine weekend for the first team, the women's team and the B team and we are going to go through all of that and preview another big week of fixtures for all three teams. As ever, I am joined by our Celtic View editor, Paul Cuddehy. Paul, it was a Rather good weekend, wasn't it, for Celtic, as I just mentioned?
1: It was. It was, uh, it was very enjoyable. Started off with the B team, but then obviously the double head on Sunday. Uh, stunning performance from uh, the first team down at Rugby Park. And then a, a really impressive victory for the women's team against Glasgow City. Yeah, definitely. We've got plenty to, to get through. So why don't we start off
0: then, Paul, with the match on Sunday for the first team down in Ayrshire? against Kilmarnock at Rugby Park. It was a 4-1 victory in the end, but I think at many points during that first 20, 30 minutes, we probably thought we could be getting another
1: nine here, didn't we? Oh, I mean, the first half was just breathtaking. And, you know, we spoke about it before, about how, you know, that pitch can obviously, obviously sometimes be a bit of a leveler, but, you know, the way the team started the game was just phenomenal. And I, 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 looking back on it, I, I, I kind of feel that if, if we'd scored the penalty at 3-0, and that would have put us 4-0 up in in the blink of an eye in that game. I think we could have just, we really could have steamrolled them. And it kind of maybe steadied things a wee bit for, for Kilmarnock, although they obviously lost another goal. But the, the first half performance was just outstanding. I mean, the football we played was, you know, breathtaking.
0: I think the manager said afterwards to Celtic TV that that opening 45 is potentially the best opening forty five minutes he's seen from the team this season. Would you
1: go along with that? That's what we I think that's what we're capable of. That's why whenever we see things click into place with this team, you think there's there's nobody in Scotland can live with us. And we're capable of doing that to any team. If everything works and, you know, we start off and we get that early goal which we did. Um, you know, there's been a few really great performances this season from this team and I I think the good thing is, you know, they'll not be allowed to rest on that. The manager will obviously have pointed out the second half, It kind of the game kind of petered out a wee bit. But the, the only 45 minutes, whether you were at the game or, or watching it um, on Celtic TV or whatever, uh, it was so enjoyable to watch. Because we always say when we're leading up to games and we're previewing, like we'll preview
0: Motherwell, and you say, what do you think? And you always say, well, if we turn up, then we'll be absolutely fine. And there were points in that first half where you're looking at it and going, we have turned up, And this is maybe one of those games where we could really put the foot down and get a lot of goals. Now, to be fair, Kilmarnock then changed things um, and made it a little bit more difficult because they were extremely open in those first 30 minutes in particular. Um, But overall, I mean, yes, the second half wasn't as as free-flowing and as fast as it was in the first, but just such a dominant display overall and capped off with some brilliant goals.
1: Yeah, I mean it was it was superb from the moment Kiyogo scored that first goal, and Kilmarnock, I kind of felt there was part of me kind of felt I don't. They lined up as if they'd never seen Celtic playing yeah. before. It was quite strange, and it took uh, Derek Ferguson, um, Derek, 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 Derek McInnes, uh, just after half an hour. He made a couple of changes. Um, I've often kind of joked that you, you're never quite sure if you just saw a picture of Derek uh, McInnes, you would never know whether his team are winning or losing because he always looks miserable anyway. <laughs> um, but we, I thought we were superb, Matt O'Reilly, you know, the two goals he scored, but I think his overall play yeah. was superb, but then again, what was really pleasing as well was, you know, Awata got another 90 minutes and he was excellent, uh, Kobayashi at the back looks so stylish, so it just shows you the strength of the squad that, you know, you, you can you can rest someone like Cameron Carter-Vickers, you know has to be one of the candidates for player of the year in Scotland. And we bring another player in and the defence just remains seamless, so these are really encouraging signs for us. And then also, to get the chance to bring a couple of the young guys on and, and Roko Vata and, and Ben Summers to get his debut as well was brilliant. We'll get into a couple of the
0: individual performances of the players that you mentioned there in, in just a little bit. To go through the goals, I mean, Kyogo got his it was his 49th to the club, obviously had the chance to make it 50 from the penalty, um, which he unfortunately missed, but... That first goal is just a brilliant example of Kyogo's awareness when you see it like in the wide camera when the, the boy's playing the ball back, Fraser Murray, he is alert to knowing that he's going to try and play that back. I'm going to nip in there. Brilliant composure, brilliant finish. And then even the, the next goals as well, Alistair Johnson with a little dink cross. We had Steve Guppy in the podcast last week who was talking about how he'd helped Alistair's crossing. Brilliant ball at the back post and Maeda was there to to head home. I thought he was brilliant. And as you talked about Matt O'Reilly, he's a player that I think a lot of Celtic fans have maybe been speaking about of late, just maybe suggesting has his performances been exactly to the level they were when he first came in. I think performance-wise, he has been good. I thought he he played well against Rangers last week. However, against Kilmarnock on Sunday, I thought he was really back to his best.
1: Do you know what's funny? I, I... I think the one thing that maybe, and probably by his own admission, that has been missing this season has been goals, that, you know, he's I think he is either the top or joint top in terms of assists this season. So in terms of his contribution to what the team's doing, and probably the only thing that, that maybe highlights the fact that, you know, because there's such high standards when he came in, he was, he was phenomenal, is the fact he hasn't scored as many goals as probably he would have liked. But, you know, now that that's clicking into place as well, but, you know, he's, uh, you, you know, he looks stylish on the ball and you know I, I, again I thought he that will give him massive confidence. Just there wasn't just the fact that he scored the two goals, it was the on which is the first one he just passed it in. The second one, brilliant finish into the corner. And um I wonder if there was a wee part of him was thinking I'd that penalty for I my know. for Did my trick as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yuki Kobayashi came in from the start.
0: Cameron Carter Vickers was was given a, a rest, I think the manager said, because of the, the pitch at yeah. rugby park. Now, Kobe Ashley, we've we've managed to see a bit of him so far at Celtic. Um, Started a couple of games in February. He came in for the the game against Hearts away at Tynecastle in the Scottish Cup. But I thought on Sunday he was so impressive, very much on the ball in terms of his composure, but also because Cormarnock were basically just long balls forward for that whole game. Big Kyle Vassell up front, trying to hit him and trying to hit Yuki Kobe Ash as well, but he won all of his duels as well. He was really, really good.
1: Yeah, I was really I think I've, i think everybody's been impressed with him the time they've seen him. He does look so comfortable on the ball, his first touch is great, he's happy to take the ball and, you know, drive forward if necessary, his distribution's great. But as you say, you know, there's that that hints at his quality as a footballer, but there's obviously a physical aspect of being a defender and yeah, again he came through that. And what is a difficult pitch against potentially difficult opponents. Uh, you know, he, he was comfortably in charge of anything that came forward that, from Kilmarnock's point of view. And it just means that when we then get to the summer, the, the
0: good thing about, we'll get into uh, Tomoki Iwata in the moment as well, the good thing about Awata and Yuki Kobayashi is that they've been able to come in and it's not been expected that they've had to hit the ground running. So they've had, they're going to have this five-month period from January to the summer where they can dip their toe in and out they can learn a bit more about the system and then when we get to the summer I'm sure both of those players are going to be massive for us next season as well which is such a healthy position to be in as a football club that you're bringing in players and not expect them to have to be able to hit the ground running straight away and then on Iwata's performance as well so calm so classy also When the players in the middle of the park, it was giving us that energy going forward, particularly in the second half. I noticed that when the game was a little bit quieter and a little bit duller, in the last kind of 20 to 15 minutes, when we had a few more chances, they were coming from him because he
1: had that energy. And again, he was just outstanding. Well, I think it's interesting when he first came in and the odd times we've seen him play, and I think people, the presumption was that. You know, if you took Callum McGregor off, he would be anchor in the midfield. But I think what the last couple of games has shown is actually you can play the two of them t- together. Callum McGregor is just that fulcrum in midfield, but then you can push him forward. And then if you, if you, you have the luxury of taking Callum McGregor off, as we did on Sunday, he can drop back and, and kind of dictate things there. Yeah, I think he's a really exciting player. And I think the good thing, I think the manager said it before, is that bringing players like that in, that the standard and training... Is so high because these guys are obviously, you know, they're making a legitimate case for being in the starting 11, but, you know, every day the training must be at such a high standard because of the, the, the quality and the fitness level of these guys, which I think pushes everybody's performances on. So then we come to a game and we're able to just blow teams away.
0: I mean, we're signing, we've signed in Awata, the Japanese Player of the Year. I mean, it's just so exciting. And you know that in the summer as well, we're probably going to look to strengthen again. And you're going to have guys like him and Kobayashi further down the lane as well. Oh, as well. Um, who came on was a, a bit of a handful, was unlucky. I was, I was desperate for him to score with Jürgen Klinsmann yeah. being there as well. I didn't realise until after the game that Klinsmann was there, but I was so desperate for him to, to get a goal. Um, and you mentioned earlier on, one other factor in the game was a couple of the B-team boys getting on. Rokovata has played a couple of games before, coming off as coming on as a substitute, but that was the first time he got a real kind of run 20 minute period. And I thought he looked bright, putting a good ball for, for O's chance.
1: I mean, that would have been a great goal. And I think what was good about that, you know, he's playing wide in the right, is he took off as soon as the, I can't remember if it was Johnson had the ball, took off, gave him the option, and then just ran onto the ball and swung that cross in. And it was a brilliant delivery and, and always unlucky just not to get his foot right round it to steer it on target. I think, that, again, what encourages me is, you know, the manager's showing that there's no sentiment that he'll only pick players for his team and for his squad that are there on merit. So he's 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 not interested in, you know, just giving somebody a few minutes just for the, the sake of it. He's only bringing these guys, these young guys, into training and into his day squad and into the team because he thinks they deserve it and because they, he thinks they can cope with it. So that, that's what encourages me obviously we've seen Rocco a few times now and I'm sure the two of them would have been sitting especially when it was 3-0, Keogh gets the penalty and then it, you know it gets to four, I'm sure they would have been hoping that we would have got five or six in the first half because probably the manager might have made, given them longer if, if it'd been even wider margin of, of victory at the time but it's great for both of them and you know for Ben Summers to make his first appearance in the first team, I know he's been training with the, the first team for quite a while and that vindicates what's going on with the B team and, it, you know, for what the coaches are doing. Then also, is a great motivation and incentive for the other players, because they're all watching that game, seeing their friends and their teammates playing for the first team and thinking, that's what I want to be. Yeah, a huge congratulations to Ben Summers and making his, his Celtic debut, living the dream that
0: I'm sure we all wish we were doing when we were younger, <laughs> but...
1: That dream was long, faded away from Yeah, them. I think
0: it was maybe about... Maybe in the last couple of years, I realised that there's definitely no chance for me. Also, the fact I'm terrible at football, but uh, I probably knew a bit earlier. Um, Motherwell this weekend, then at home on Saturday, three o'clock kick off. There's only six games left in the Premiership season for us now. I mean, we can comfortably say we're we're counting down the victories now, aren't we?
1: Yeah, and you know, it's so difficult. You know, St Muller's the only team that's beaten us domestically this season. Mm Yeah. So it's very difficult for teams, and Motherwell had actually been in a decent run before the weekend. I think we, all, we predicted that they would have won yeah. against the United, but they actually lost that game. They, they can, you know, there's no doubt they'll, they'll have a go. I think they'll be better organised than Kilmarnock. But this Celtic team is just, you know, it's, again, it's one of the things that manager said from day one. He wants to finish the season. There's no point being really, really strong in August if you're not strong in April, May. And we saw it last season that he, he just wants us to power through, to win. We've obviously got a really big game after Motherwell, you know, before the split. You want to set that up, go into the the split, twelve points ahead with only five games to go. So,
0: hundred and two goals we scored this season. We've played in so the league, in the league, uh, yeah, in the league alone. What we played now in thirty two games, and we've won thirty. We've got ninety one points, only lost one. So. You think when the manager came in and the first six games, we lost three of them, so if you take that into account, that's really the last, we've played 64 games since then and lost once, I mean, it's just, it's it's obscene levels of consistency. Yeah, and it's not
1: just just the fact that, it's the fact that we're winning them and winning them well, you you know, the very fact that we've scored so many goals in the league alone without considering everything else, shows you. The, the kind of phenomenal standards because there's obviously there's certain way you can win and then you can you know at the times you'd have to grind out the results but this Celtic team has getting out and we've said it before that people are just loving watching the football are playing because it's so enjoyable to watch
0: uh, you, you get so greedy now because like being at the game yesterday and then you go 4-0 up and you're like oh just one more before half time but even if you got one more before half time you would have said i just give us another one as well you you're just you're enjoying the football so much but I need to rein in a little bit because I, I do find I'm getting a little bit too greedy with the score lines and things at the moment. But it's just, I mean, it's, in, it's incredible. And, you know, people can talk to you about, maybe externally, that aren't Celtic fans, maybe not even football fans, and they go, oh, you know, but you just win all the time. Like, can you really enjoy it? Well, yes. when you, The football that we play, the goals that we score, like the levels of excitement you're getting to, to go to matches, all the time now, it's... Yeah, it's an
1: interesting narrative, which, you know, whether it's non-Celtic fans... Well, certainly it's it's a narrative created by non-Celtic fans that suddenly, somehow, this is terrible for Scottish football and, you know, there's dominance and there's such a big gap. You know, I don't don't remember similar conversations back in the day when it wasn't us that were on top, so, you know, I think it it is very interesting that, you know... And it's almost... I think it almost excuses... It gives teams an excuse... As if, well, there's no choice, there's no point, We you know, we're never going to do anything. Yeah. And that's just, you know, we've seen it before with St. Johnson, they won a couple of cups. We've seen other teams, you know, if you, if you get the right manager and the right team in, the right group of players, you can still, you know, mount challenges. You can still mount challenges for cups and stuff. But I, I say, I think it, it's more the fact that, there's, you know... People don't, don't want us to do well. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: basically. That's, that's it. That's it. Uh, Let's move on to the women's team poll because on Sunday they did do very well uh, in their match against Glasgow City away from home at Peters Hill. A 4-2 victory. We were saying last week, is this a game they need to win to stay in the hunt for the title because they were eight points behind and wow, did they turn
1: up. Well, not only did they win four-two, but they missed two penalties <laughs> yeah. as well. And getting into the last ten minutes, and it's four-two, and Glasgow City were obviously pushing to try and get back in. And I was thinking, you know, if they were to nick a goal, it would have made the last five ten minutes a bit nervy. But if Celtic had not seen that game out, having missed the two penalties as well, it would have been a real blow. But they thoroughly, they thoroughly deserved the victory. They were, they were by far the better team. You know, scored some good goals. You know, could have scored more and against a team that hasn't, they haven't won in that park and against a team that hasn't lost a league game all season. As you say, it was a must-win game. I think it's five points behind with seven games to go. There's, there's a lot of football still to be played. And also, I think, the fact that we're playing Glasgow City at Hamden this coming weekend in the Scottish Cup semi-final. Now, you know, Glasgow City, they would have known anyway, but they now know that, that we can beat them. And, you know, there's tough league games coming up for both sides this week, but... Like, you know, I'm really looking forward to that game at Hampden. Yeah, so the lay of the land at the moment,
0: as you said, we are in second place, we're five points behind with seven games to go. However, we still have to play Glasgow City and Rangers, both of those games at home. Glasgow City and Rangers still have to play each other twice and they come up against one another on Wednesday evening as well. So there are still plenty of points to be won and lost from all three teams that are hoping to be lifting that title, which makes it really exciting. So when you look at the table and you see five points with seven games, the picture's maybe not as clear as that because of all the games that have to be played against one another. Um, So it's going to be really exciting going forward.
1: And that's where I think this this is the first time there's been a split in the, the women's league. And I think it's, you know, the fact that they're playing each other twice as well, so there's a real some obviously it is a wee mini league between those top six teams, and as you say, you know if Glasgow City and Rangers they're playing each other, and why is it probably the best result for Celtic if you know if we beat Hearts as a draw actually because then it gives us a wee bit of a gap between Rangers, but then also increases you know brings us closer to Glasgow City and puts a wee bit of pressure on them. But you know it's it's brilliant for the team because say we're in the last four of the Scottish Cup, we're, we're in a title race, and we know finishing first or second is second gives us Champions League football as well so it was a must-win game and you you know you could tell from the way we performed that the players knew that and went out on that stage against that quality of opposition and you know did really really well yeah well let's get a little bit more from
0: inside the camp from the women's team a bit more of a, a lowdown down on that really impressive 4-2 victory against Glasgow City and looking ahead to a massive week because the two teams are going to play each other again on Sunday at Hampden Park in the Scottish Cup semi-final as the Celts look to retain their title. So Paul, you're actually going to magically disappear in the next five seconds and you're going to be replaced by Chloe Craig and Hannah Kerner who are going to look back on that 4-2 victory and head to this big week for the women's team. Yeah, it's really exciting to have two of the stars of the Celtic women's team from that big win on Sunday. You fine being called stars? Is that Uh, alright?
2: Okay, yeah. 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 Have you called it before? Not really, but first of everything, I guess.
0: I'm going to call you today. So, two of the stars of the Celtic women's team. We've got Hannah Kerner and we've got Chloe Craig. Thank you so much for joining us in the Celtic View podcast. I mean, there's only really one place to start. Um, 4-2 victory on Sunday against Glasgow City. Have you come down from it yet, Hannah?
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think we have. I think it was an excellent one for us and something we're super proud of, but um, we're already back at it and back on the field tomorrow. So um, I think we got to enjoy it for, you know, a few moments after that um, and we were able to be proud of that. But now it's been back to work. Yeah. How are you yeah. feeling, Chloe?
2: I feel as if we enjoyed it, but you can't really think about it too much because there is a game within a week mm-hmm. so it was pretty much job done right okay onto the next one so
0: yeah but then going into that game as well you know we were eight points behind externally there's a lot of chat that basically if we wanted to have a push for the title this was a match we really had to win so how did it feel going into it did you kind of feel any pressure at all or what was it what was it like
2: um not really uh I feel like within our like, own camp like we did feel like, confident and we did have the belief in each other. Um I wouldn't say there was like anyone that was like particularly nervous or like mm. felt like any sort of pressure, but for me personally going into it, I felt absolutely fine. Like maybe normally you would feel like that, oh God, like this is like a big deal, like if we want to try and get for a top spot but no, I just took it like any other game really. Yeah. yeah I think like everyone maybe gets nervous
3: in their own way. Like I always get a little bit nervous, but I don't think anyone was visibly no. anything. I think we prepared quite well for the game. Um, so we were able to go in feeling that, um, a bit of confidence from that at least.
0: And this is all new to you, yeah. Anna, because you've been here long enough, Chloe, that you know about the games against Glasgow City and, and how big and how important they usually are in a yeah. season. But for yourself, this is just a, a new experience. So yeah. people like, Chloe been telling you all about it to, <laughs> to warn you?
3: Yeah, I think I've gotten like a taste of it so far. I haven't been here um, very long yet, but um, that was definitely, you know, there was a lot of, um, a lot standing on that game. Um, I think going in and playing um, on their field as well, um, rather than, you know, at Airdrie that maybe we're a bit more comfortable with. So um, I think it's always exciting though, having, you know, a new opportunity, a new experience and hoping yeah. for the best, yeah.
0: Let's go through some of the, the moments in the game because we mentioned it was a huge win. I mean, not just to win the game, but to do so in style as well, Chloe. Like, how impressed were you with how the team performed?
1: Uh,
2: well, when it went 1 0 up, I was like, right, okay, like, we've got like a step ahead. And then it went 2 0, I was like, okay, impressive. <laughs> and then obviously, we went at half time, um, 2 0 up. And I was like, right, okay, I feel very confident. There wasn't like a time, like, I was like, we're losing this or we don't, we're not in the game. But no, it was class from the team, start to finish.
0: Yeah. What was it that was so impressive about the team, do you think, in that game compared to maybe other times we we'll played Glasgow City this season?
2: Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I would just say probably the, like the fight, the hunger and the passion for wanting to win the three points. Like, we know, like, everyone knows what's at stake. So um, I think it was just us going out there and, and doing the job. And I feel like we've done that in a good style and in our style.
0: Yeah. And Hannah as well, what was probably even more impressive is not the fact that we went 2-0 in front, but then Glasgow City pull a goal back and you might think at that point the pressure is about to start to mount. But then we just kicked on again and we were so impressive after that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that says a lot about just like the character, the personality of this team. I think we could have dropped our heads, we could have panicked, but um, we didn't and we kept fighting. We fought, if anything, even harder um, to make sure that we
2: walked away with three points.
0: And Caitlin Hayes this season scoring from corners. I mean, what's she like? I mean, no one can stop for this season, can they?
2: No. She's been uh, classless this season, um, but that's just her character. Um, she she's good in the air. She's good with the ball at her feet. But that's just what you get with Caitlin Hayes.
0: Yeah. And then Chloe, sorry to bring it up, but <laughs> when it did go to two one, missed the penalty. What was kind of going through your head at that moment? Because then we did bounce back straight away after it to get the third goal and then we end up getting a a fourth goal as well. So does that just kind of actually show the strength of character in the team that we can bounce back from setbacks?
2: Well, normally, like, if you'd miss a penalty, you would be like, oh, that's me, like, I've lost the game or I've missed, like, an opportunity for us to win the game. Um, But after it, like, the girls were, like, keep your head up and they were, like, supportive. Um, But there was never a point after the penalty I was, like have caused us like this goal or this game, um, but I don't. I just think it was like the confidence that I had within the team that we were going to do it. Like I don't. I don't know. I can't. Ex- I can't explain it. Like I just had the belief that we were going to, going to win it. Like I never had any doubt that it was going to be a factor of us losing the game, or it was going to come down to that penalty. Was a result of a negative at the end of the, the whistle. So yeah, no. We all miss penalties every
0: once in a while. We so. do indeed, yeah. And I mean in the game we we missed two penalties in the match, which is incredible to think we won match four two and we still missed two penalties. So it could have been made even me feel a more. little bit better at something yeah. in this <laughs> one. <laughs> but it could have been, it could have been more, which is just another sign of the, the strength of the team and the strength of that performance. But take us in Hannah to full time when the whistle blows, what was it feeling like on the pitch? What was it feeling like in the dressing room?
3: Uh, I think there was a lot of <laughs> um, excitement. Um, I think it was a bit of a crazy game, uh, so we were just thrilled to be able to come out with a win, be proud of that performance. Um, and I think uh, we were, there were moments of enjoying it, but I think we did refocus already pretty quick, looking yeah. towards the yeah. next game because there's still a lot more work to be done, um, and we know that.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say there was like too much celebration. Like it was just basically right in the huddle, have like a talk, and then okay, changed, and then back to training the next yeah. morning. Because so
0: yeah. I mean, nothing's won yet.
2: Yeah, exactly. you like, can't celebrate too much, you know what I mean? Like, you need know, to just take it game by game.
0: Yeah. And because we've got a game, we're recording this before the game against Hearts on Wednesday, but that is next up for us. It's Hearts away on Wednesday night. It's always a tricky place to go. I know we won there earlier in the season. I think we were the first team to beat them away from home this season in January. We won 2-1. And I think Hearts didn't have a game at the weekend as well, so how does it feel kind of going into that one? How's the legs, how's the minds, are you feeling as fresh as possible?
2: Uh, (laughs) Well, off of the game on the weekend, obviously it was a tough game and we know that Hearts can make it really tough for us, we've seen it in previous games, but it's just like an R-cup final. Um, So we just need to go out there and and play our style, play our game like we did at the weekend just get the three points and keep, mm. keep keep our heads up and then get into the weekend. Yeah.
0: Is that how you're viewing it, Hannah? Because you've got seven games left. We're currently five points behind Glasgow City in second place. we have still to play them again later on this season. They're still to play Rangers twice. They're playing yeah. on Wednesday. So potentially points to be dropped. But is it viewing it as seven cup finals, essentially?
3: Yeah, basically, I think each game's just as important as the next. You know, we're entirely focused on tomorrow. Sunday's win doesn't matter if we don't take care of business tomorrow. Um... Mm. And yeah, I think kind of like we said, there's just, there's a lot to still be done, but it's one step at a time, um, one game at a time. And, you know, taking taking care of what we can control.
0: Yeah. But this season, Chloe, in the big matches, same as last year as well, when we went on to win two trophies, we showed that on our day, we can beat any team in the league. And so far this season in the big matches, we've got a 4-2 victory there and the Derbies were, were undefeated as well. What is it about the team... This season, yes, touch rich, yes. <laughs> What's it about the team this season and at points last season as well, that they've been able to step up when it's mattered in those big occasions?
2: I think it's just the character of each individual that makes us the team as well as like Fran and David and Michael in the background staff. Um, they try to drill it into us that we are better than what we are, like we can keep on pushing and if they think we can give a hundred, we can go to that hundred and twenty percent. So. I think it's just having the belief in each other that we have. And like Hannah said, like when we go 1-0 down, some people let their heads do go down and they're like, oh, like, the pressure's on. But with us, it's just cool, calm and collected and we just keep on pushing and push each other. Like like that's what we, like At the end of the, the day, we all want the same goals at the end of the season. So in order for that, we need to perform and we know that we need to push each other to be better.
0: Mm-hmm. And then Sunday as well, it's another massive game against Glasgow City again, but this time in the Scottish Cup semi-finals which are taking place at Hampden this season. Hannah, how are you? Looking forward to
3: it? <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think that's kind of been earmarked from the start of knowing that we might have an opportunity to do that. Um, and now that it's coming up so soon, I think it's hard not to um, you know, look forward to that and be excited and just you know, want to get out there and show what we can do.
0: Is it strange, having just played Glasgow City, that you know you're going to play them again in such a big occasion?
3: I think strange, but also like an awesome opportunity for us to show that wasn't a fluke. We can do yeah, yeah. it again. Um, we know they're an excellent side. They're going to come out hungry and wanting to prove a point as well. Um, and now, within seven days, we get to have
2: another shot at it.
3: So.
0: Yeah, Hamden is that? Is it going to be your first time playing there? First time, yeah. How are you looking forward to it? then?
2: <laughs> Exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, no, it's like something that like the women's football is like pathing towards, like get playing in the big stadiums and having the bigger audience. So we're just lucky that we have that opportunity to go out there and hopefully get ourselves into that final.
0: Yeah, definitely. Do you think that's an important thing then from your point of view, that the games are now getting played at Hamden for the semi-finals and the finals for that exposure and for yourselves to get the chance to play in that big stage and hopefully get a big turnout as well?
2: Of course, yeah. Because it's like making history within the team, the club and like women's football. It's, don't think we've ever played at Hamden before. No. Um, and plus you're getting like the Sky Sports like coverages and stuff like that as well. So it's grown and it's getting bigger and it's going the right direction and that's all that we can we can ask for really. But yeah. we just need to keep on pushing on that path and getting it there, getting it to the right place.
0: So what do we need to do there on Sunday to make sure that we come away with a victory? Just do the same as Sunday before, Hannah?
3: No, I think it's <laughs> going to take a whole lot more than yeah. that. Even though I'd say we gave everything we could on Sunday. Um, I think we're going to have to dig even deeper if we want to come out um, with a win and go on to the final.
2: Like and it's it's always going to be like a different game. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. never going to be the same scoreline or the same team. It's there's always different challenges every single time you play a team. Like no matter who it is or like what league they're in, it's always going to be a challenge. So
0: and you're going to go from playing in such a small, tight pitch oh, at no. Peter's Hill yeah. to this massive park at Hamden. <laughs> Have you mentally prepared yourself for that and your legs?
3: No, no, I don't think so. My legs aren't (laughs) staying put. Yeah, but
0: that completely changes the game, though, doesn't it? Like, do you think it's something that's going to benefit us as our our team the way we want to play football?
2: Um, hopefully, yeah. We do have the pace, like, and we have the people that can carry the ball for us on the park. So. It's just you find out when you're in the pack. I know, <laughs> yeah. I'll be like ten minutes, and whoever's on, like sub. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: But I mean, getting that opportunity to to play at Hamden, I mean, it must be such a big moment for yourselves as well, but also for your families as well. Hannah, I know your parents are flying yes. over from the states for for this one. Yeah. That must be exciting for you, for, to know that your family are going to be there on such a big occasion. Yeah.
3: No. Definitely. I mean, I think. Um, being abroad, and playing in a foreign country, you don't get all the in-person, you know, support from family friends that um, maybe you get used to when you're younger. So I can't wait um, for them to get here, for them to be here for a game like that um, of that magnitude. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: have you got any suggestions, Chloe, what she should take her parents out to do while in Glasgow? Any yeah, delicacies
2: nothing. Uh, maybe on the Sunday night when <laughs> <laughs> we get the but Yeah.
0: What would be, what would be your ideal like 24 hours in Glasgow? Would you get them to eat straight to a chippy or something to?
2: Mm, no, no, no. no. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like something that's like proper Scottish, like. Yeah. But a fish and chip that would be a fish and chips. Would that be... would be. I don't think I've had any since I've been
0: here. No, have you fish not. Chip... No. Oh, definitely. Oh, you need oh, to no. have fish and
2: chips. Right. Yeah. I'll add that to the list. That yeah. and a can of Iron Brew. That that's probably proper Scottish. That.
0: And yeah, and you get to do it after a game. Hopefully yeah, after so... a victory. Hopefully in a good and mood. And then straight yeah. to the chippy. Yeah, you, you
2: could right. maybe start off with just an iron brew, then you could... Okay, all right. I'll note that all <laughs> down.
0: And then on to the Mars bars and stuff after that. Although... Deep fried uh, Mars bar. Yeah. Have you tried that? I actually have no. once before. Have you? I have, but it's one of those ones because like, it's one it's something everyone always says, oh, you're Scottish, but you tried a deep fried Mars no, bar. I've never tried And one. I've never seen it anywhere <laughs> apart from in one place. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to try it. And it was all right, wow. actually. <laughs> it was just like really warm and kind of gooey. Never tried this. But yeah, maybe start fish and chips yeah, and then yeah, work yeah, your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. baby steps. <laughs> what about yourself? Family going to be there on Sunday? Unfortunately, no. no.
2: Um, my family are in the Maldives, so. Oh
0: right. Okay.
4: Yeah. Better places Just, to be then.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm playing at Hamden oh, what the biggest insane. stadium in Scotland. But yeah. You'll be sending your pictures oh, there. pina
0: coladas so. is your. Yeah.
2: Getting, <laughs> getting ready
0: my to water. go. <laughs> <laughs> but this is also it's massive in general, but Chloe, is big because it's our trophy, isn't it? We want to retain it again this season after winning the League Cup and Scottish Cup last year. Again, both those finals against Glasgow City as well. How much hunger is there in the team to go on and try and retain the trophy again?
2: Well, last year, like you said, we got the two um, Cups, and winning the first Cup, the League Cup, that was a feeling that I could not like describe, especially being the first cup that I've won since I've been at Celtic, like first-team. Um, so for that feeling, to have that feeling again, I think it would be incredible. Um, but obviously it is ours to defend, so like we want it to stay in our cabinet. So we just need to go out there and do it we've done on Sunday, but just push it even more. Uh, we know that we have it in our locker um, and as a team, as a club, and we have like, the players, whether you're on the field or off the field, plus we have the crowd. We have an amazing crowd that follows us everywhere. So we have everything there. We just need to go out there and, and do it.
0: Yeah. Hannah, have you won any trophies so far in your, your career yet?
3: Um, Nothing of that magnitude. Okay. So this is, this is a big one right now. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. And yeah, hopefully we can get a big crowd in Sunday as well, because we saw that in the games last season, the game at for Hill League really Cup final, and then the Scottish Cup final as well at Tynecastle, where the crowd was was even bigger as well and you see how much that motivates the team and kinda of pushes you on. So I suppose the message just to everybody is get out on Sunday get to Hamden. Along,
2: yeah. Plus Hamden is a big stadium, like, with it empty. Plus yeah. it's got like the running track and stuff like that. So I think the feeling like of when you're when you first get there, you go out for your warm up and you're like, okay, like this is happening. Mm-hmm. And then when you start to hear people shouting and singing, you're like Right. Okay. Like we need to do this. Like head down. Let's go.
0: Yeah. I should be very excited. Hopefully, we can get result and get result on Sunday. And um, Hannah, I just wanted to ask you about yourself because, as we said, you're still relatively new to the club. Yeah. So, how have you adapted to life at Celtic and in Glasgow and Scotland? Are you, are you finding yourself understanding people yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slowly but surely. The yeah. first
3: couple of weeks was a bit of a struggle, but that was my own fault. Um, Yeah, I think I'm getting there. Um, I think everyone since the moment I got here is just so incredibly helpful, um, helping me get acclimated on the field, off the field. Um, So that makes the transition much smoother than it could be. Um, So yeah, I think I'm getting there. I'm almost there.
0: (laughs) But it's an interesting career you've had already because you've been in quite a few countries (laughs) is Finland and yeah. Sweden
3: as yeah. well and France
0: and yeah. France yeah. okay so yeah, a bit. I know yeah, a little bit is that something you always wanted to do when you got into football to have the opportunity to travel about and see new places yeah
3: I think so I um always wanted to play in Europe so right. having the chance to come over here be able to play um you know immerse myself in different cultures different languages even at times um it was just like An incredible opportunity and something I've been really grateful for and glad to be a part of. Um, And now I'm here. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) How how does Paisley compare to France?
3: (laughs) Um, It's a little bit different. Um, (laughs) Do we need to go (laughs) (laughs) um, home? But the language is still easier for me to understand at at times. Um, So, that helps.
0: (laughs) Yeah. How do you find that, Chloe, from compared to when you started to now, and we've got such a mix? of players from all different nationalities and all different cultures as well. Obviously a real change from the early days here at Celtic. Um, what's it been like for, for you as well, kind of seeing that progress as a football club and getting a chance to kind of interact with lots of different people?
2: Yeah, it's a bit like surreal, because like, I remember like it was my first ca- camp, my first training session, it was just like a normal, just Nike top, mm-hmm. just with a Celtic badge bang in the middle. And I'm like, right, okay. And it was just like black shorts and like black socks. I was like, okay, that's a bit weird, like. But from that year, like as it kept progressing and progressing and progressing, it it's just been incredible, especially over the, the last few like two, three, four years. Um, like you can see like the surroundings that we're in, like the studio, like with the kit, like and with you're saying like with the players, you're like, sorry, you're from where? <laughs> like I was like I'm just from like ten minutes down the road, and you've like just flown into like Glasgow to play for us. I'm like yeah, and I'm like wow, what? It's like a like a massive step, but we just need to try keep yeah keep pushing ourselves like as a team and as a club to able us to get to like the big places like the Champions League and mm-hmm. playing against those top teams.
0: You probably don't notice it as much because you're living in it every single day when all the changes are happening. But see if you were to compare now to what was it two thousand and nine or something you eight. joined two thousand and eight. <laughs> um what would you say has been like the biggest difference or the biggest eye opener if you were to transport yourself back to then?
2: Um I would maybe probably say the facilities as in yeah. like what we're allowed access to. Um like beforehand we'd probably never get like we'd never get a breakfast, lunch. Um we would never do like stuff like
0: Hopefully, hopefully keep improving, keep winning things as well. Harrod, what's the differences then between, you've obviously had a lot of experiences in America, a lot of places in Europe as well. How do you see things growing from a women's football perspective across the continent and what's, is there any differences here in in Glasgow compared to other places? And who's been who's been helping you settle in? Then has there been anyone in particular? That's
3: <laughs> no, I think... oh yeah yeah of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was hoping yeah, for yeah, the answer was going to be. <laughs> 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 I
0: know. Have you have you had a chance then? Because maybe what three months now since you've been here, January time. Yeah. yeah, have you had a chance to get to go out and explore much and see much of Scotland or?
2: A hill walk? Yeah. Okay.
0: What's were you taking? Where you going? I'm
2: going to say like Conic Hill or Ben
0: Ann. Conic Hill's a good starter. It's a good starter. Good starter, yeah. You'll ben be, Ann's got
2: a good yeah. on a nice day. It does,
0: yeah. You'll be a man roll bagger soon. You'll yeah. be ticking him off during Every the summer. We'll be like
2: taking boots back. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great. Yeah, that's all we <laughs> enjoy in the summer once yeah. we've yeah. hopefully <laughs> yeah. got some got some trophies to look forward to. So to finish off on, I gave you a little bit of a P warning when we were sitting here. We're going to finish on a 60-second okay. quiz. Okay. going to each go up against each other. Um, as long as you beat Amy Gallagher's score of four when we've we done it in our podcast live, Is then... The same questions? No, different questions. Oh. So there'll be about, like, some about you, maybe some about the person you're sitting next to, some about your teammates. Okay. So... Well, we know
2: how many goals Amy scored if that question's in there. <laughs> but that was what it against.
0: That was only against Sibs. It was maybe maybe there's not going to be any other questions about that. You don't know. Um, So first, I've got Hannah's questions here first. You find Uh, you find me going first. Is that okay with you? I
3: do all of them at once. It's not like
0: sixty seconds. Oh no! On the clock.
2: Oh no, I'm nervous.
0: How are you feeling? Okay. I'm
2: gonna start sweating.
0: (laughs) So I've only got like I've only got fifteen, I think. So don't go over that. Basically, yeah. I mean. No one's went over 15 yet, so that's that's my. If I don't
3: know, should I say skip?
0: You can say skip. You can pass. Okay. You can pass.
3: Pass, like pass it on.
0: No, no, no. Just say pass, and we'll move on 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 to the next one.
3: Oh no, no. You, you
0: can. You've got 60 seconds to relax. See how she gets on. Okay. Oh man.
3: All right.
0: Okay. You ready? I'm gonna set the clock here. Okay. Maybe you can help me count if she the answer she gets right, because sometimes I'll end up losing count. No, 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 no.
3: There's gonna be some cheating. (laughs) I'll try and
0: keep a count as I'm going. Right, you ready? Yeah. Right. Three, two, one. You made your debut against which team? Aberdeen. Yes. What was the score in that game? Green nothing. It was. Can you name one of the goal scorers? Nats. Yes. How many countries have you played football in, including here at Celtic? Five. Yes. Where in the US is Taylor-Otto from?
3: Oh, that's a trick question. Oh, North Carolina, but originally Ohio.
0: Okay, yes, right. Uh, name one of the teams she played for in the US. Louisville. Yes. Uh, Natasha Flint scored twice on Sunday. Which club is she on loan from? Leicester. Yes. A point for each. Can you name the three teams in the USA's World Cup group? No. New okay.
3: Zeal- uh, uh, New Zealand.
0: No. Australia. No.
3: Um, Nigeria. No, you um, can I'm pass. <laughs> Do you know the
0: US women's team's head coach? Uh.
3: Yeah, Black
0: Yes. How many trophies did the Celtic women win last season? Two. Yes. I started that just before. Uh, so right. you got. That, that, was class. that was good. That, that, was, so cool. you that got, was
3: a little bit embarrassing. <laughs>
0: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's no- Do you want to know the rest of them? Yeah. Okay, so what did I have left? I had. What player is a top goal scorer for the side since you arrived?
3: Since I arrived
0: oh. Yeah. Am I, I that no, no, no. Question? This is this was the questions that were that left.
3: Taken can
0: I say time? Time? It's not Janet. No, because Janie got
3: that's the time. true question. No. Blue. Caitlin. That oh, is Caitlin. <laughs>
0: yeah, Caitlin. Uh, that's what I said, Caitlin, earlier on. And I tried to put that that age. thought in your head. Oh. Okay. Uh, and then the next two were going to be about Chloe. So true or false, did Chloe Craig sign for Celtic in the 2000s? two True yes and I I got yeah do you did chloe craig have a loan spell at another scottish club yes that was, good, wow. that was good that was good was nine it all that was all fi- yeah so you had because oh, you, you had three points for the world cup one yeah
3: not my best just have
0: four in your head beat amy's four Wait, uh, Vietnam, Netherlands and Portugal. Okay, yeah, but
2: thought not even close. Yeah. Do I have
0: any questions like that? Um, you've not got any on the US women's team, <laughs> but you've got You're a couple of... Like, you've got one or two little Scotland ones, but we'll see how you get on. Right, you ready? You ready? Yeah. Right, three, two, one. What was the score in our first match of the league season? 9 No. Nine-nil. What player scored hat that day? Amy Gallagher. Nope. Okay, John, I guess. Yeah. You can get one of them. You can get one of them. Jazz. Yes. Okay. Point for that. Your first goal of the season was a, a, It was against which team in the league? It was the next game. That was a penalty. You can pass. Okay, Cecil. What was the score that day? To, you know, What team did you defeat in last season's Scottish Cup semi-final? What did you say, sorry? Who did you defeat in last season's Scottish Cup semi? It was at Falkirk, Extra Time. Falkirk. It was at Falkirk. Um, at <laughs> <laughs> Hearts. Who's going to <laughs> win in last season's Scottish Cup final? Kate Izzy Atkinson. Oh, uh,
2: it <laughs> <uncalled>. <laughs> Your time's
0: up. Away. Did you get that? You got. I gave you a point for getting Jazz a hat trick. Was the other I one the I
2: the I feel like I've seen
3: that
0: It was. It was Clarissa. Uh, oh. i think I'm forgetting Cal was even.
2: That here. was.
3: Was that worse than Amy?
0: Yeah, that was one. <laughs> <laughs> we did do, you,
3: do you want? The last one. Do you want to try? Do
0: you want to try some of these other ones to see if you get them? To just to get a little bit of self. confidence okay, I don't want to go into the game against Hearts low in confidence. And then I get the yeah, blame you don't get for that. it.
3: Take a few more. I know, I know, I
0: know. <laughs> so let's say, uh, so I had one about Hannah. Do you know what Hannah's birthplace was in the US? Oh. Okay, that's fine. Big Apple, New York. Oh, New York. New York. Um, <laughs> New York, New York. Fran Alonso's from which Spanish city? Uh, Madrid. Yes. Right. Yes, save some face Jordan, there. Uh, which Italian team did Jacinta play for? Oh my god. Top of the league.
2: I can see them in my head. You see
0: the top, top of the league the at the, the moment. Blue. White yeah. blue, yeah. yeah. It
3: begins with an N, I think.
0: Yes. It's not
3: and I
0: Yeah. Maradona. Maradona played for them. Um Napoli. Napoli, yes, yes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, name one English club Nat- Natalie Ross played for. Arsenal. Yes. Uh, how many goals have you conceded in the league this season? Not many. Seven? Seven, yes. Oh, there you that go, that's a good. few. You've saved some face there. Yeah. You saved some face. So you can go into the game that and Wednesday. Absolutely test. fine. But there was a tiebreaker. I there yeah, was a tiebreaker as up. well. Oh, let's do it. Just in case. Wait, so
3: we have to shout it first.
0: Buzz. No. So whoever gets closest, All right? right? Okay. Oh. So the, the question is, how many goals have you scored in the league this season as a team? What would you, what would you think? You get 10 points if you get this right, by the way. Just decided. I think I might get it right because I just put in the. Is it? Cupcake. Do you think it's less or more than one hundred and seven? I
2: think it's. It's more than one hundred and seven because Nats hit our one hundred.
1: In, no, in the
0: league. In the league this season. In the league alone, no cups. But then,
2: When didn't that score that
0: 100th goal? It
2: wasn't, who was that
0: against? wasn't that, I can't remember, it wasn't that long ago though, but
3: Oh, I remember we played But was that in all competitions? And then it's
4: the closest Closest, yeah I'm going to say 100 and
2: Seven, I'm four at then. The Cecil. answer. The answer. We just four
3: two in Cecil. the league.
0: No, I've Six. not. I've I've not got all competitions here. But in the league, answer is ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. In the what? league.
3: Oh, so it was hundred in the. Year. All competitions. Oh, I wouldn't have gotten that. Actually, yeah. Because I, I kept saying because in the league. All in the league. was like ninety or something.
0: Yeah, I conceded seven goals yeah, and yeah, scored ninety-seven. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Get three more against yeah, Hearts, hearts and then we'll. I was. I was <laughs> Well thanks very much anyway for coming on. Thanks oh, for playing in the quiz. Uh so work to do for the next time when we when we're back in here. But oh, you saved a bit of face there.
3: Up
2: to study. You, did. you did. That was the you real did. part of the quiz, I would
0: say yeah. like, But you can take Yeah. I yeah well, if you, you both leave happy, that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. we both go into you both leave with confidence, going into the game on Wednesday <laughs> exactly. and get three points. Yeah. And if yeah. we we're win then I'm going to say I can take a little bit of credit for it because I gave you a little bit of a confidence yeah. boost going into going it. Not that you end. need one. I, I, Who no,
2: I, scored? How many scored <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well. If anyone I'm I'm going to close you tomorrow. <laughs>
0: Please do. <don't. Thank laughs> <you. laughs> all the best uh, against Hearts on Wednesday and then all the best on Hamden on Sunday against Glasgow City. Fingers crossed. Two victories, two big results and then hopefully a cup final to look forward to at the end of the year. But... Uh, Thank you very much for for joining us in the Celtic View podcast. Thank you for having us. No, you're very welcome and all the best for the rest of the season.
2: Thank you. Was good.
1: And you are back, Paul. Magically. (laughs) The the wonder of modern technology. (laughs) You are, you are indeed. Um, Missed you there for all that, that that, that time.
0: (laughs) Um, So that's the women's team covered off. On Saturday, Paul, the B team had their final match in the Lowland League campaign this season and they won 2-1 at home against East Stirlingshire. It was Corey Thompson who put the hoops in front. East Stirlingshire levelled and then Daniel Cummins got the winner. It was a brilliant goal, the winning goal as well. So, for the the B team, that's it basically. They've not got any more football. They're going to have a couple of friendly matches. They're going to have a chance to maybe try and get into some first team action and, and train with them and just kind of keep themselves ticking over. But I suppose it gives us an opportunity then just to reflect on the Lowland League as a whole for the the B team. Currently sitting second, teams above them, Spartans who have won the league and teams below them still have a few games to play. So the positions could change, but hopefully it does stay in second place. Um, But they've amassed more points than they did last season as well. So how would you kind of reflect back in the season for them?
1: I, mean, I think it's been a really I think it's been a really excellent season. They've obviously still got the Glasgow Cup as well. They do, so yeah, they've got a chance of, of winning a trophy. But you know, I think it's been really beneficial again. I I think it's a really young team and you saw that again on Saturday, particularly with some of the, the more experienced players as it were training and, and playing with the first team. And I think uh, Darren or D had said as much after the, the game that this was, you know, this is the squad effectively that they're going to take into next season, which again they've got the benefit of a, another year. Playing against some really good teams, some really good players, some really tough teams, and it can only be beneficial. And I, I think the the biggest mark of that, you know, the fact that we're up near the top of the table is obviously a testament to the team's quality. But the biggest marker is the fact that they're starting. We're starting to see progress. You know, we mentioned Ben Summers, Rocco Vata, Law, All three of them have now made their first team debut. There's other players in that squad that have been training with the first team as well. That's ultimately what the the goal of the, the Celtic B team is but by playing in, in the Lowland League and then obviously the fact that we've qualified for the Champions League to play in the UEFA the uh, Youth League these, these are invaluable experiences and you know I think that playing you know so much of the season was Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday I think that whole experience in terms of their professional development has been brilliant and you know it's been a really I think it's been good because there's been highs and lows, there's been setbacks. And I think, again, we've spoken about it before, it's how, how the coaches are judging these players sometimes and how they respond to setbacks. And, you know, by and large, they have passed these things with flying colours. So I think it's really encouraging. Um, and hopefully we're seeing, you know, in, in one, two, three years' time, we're talking about some of these young players being part of a regular first-team Celtic squad.
0: Yeah, as you said, they've had so many experiences, even we've spoke about the Youth League and Premier League Cups and everything, but even just in the, the Lone League as a whole throughout this campaign, they've had so many experiences, highs and lows, they've scored last-minute goals, they've conceded last-minute goals to lose games or draw games, they've, they've had big derby victories, they've had all sorts going on and looking back to how they started the campaign, in terms of results, it was a bit hit and miss, they would win a game and then maybe go a couple without. So I think it's even more impressive that they've then managed to put this run together towards the kind of the middle to then the back end of the season to put themselves into second place and to get more points than they did last season. And it's also really impressive that they've managed to do that because when you listen to Dan and Stephen talk, they'll always say it's about performance over results. But they've managed to find a kind of synergy between the two, which they maybe didn't have at the start of the season, where they're playing well and getting results and getting all these amazing experiences at the same time.
1: Well, I think the whole point in this season, you know, with Stephen being part of the B team, was to kind of sync up what the B team did so that it reflected and mirrored what the first team are doing. Because obviously the logic of that is, is if these young players are used to training and playing a certain way, you know, apart from the, the the obvious culture shock of moving up to the first team in terms of the standard, in terms of fitness and quality, they'll at least know the, the kind of rudiments of that. So I think that's that's maybe maybe that's why the early season it took them a wee bit of time to to get into that rhythm of how they're playing. There's no doubt that the European experience, playing against some top European sides and performing well, and competing well, would have helped them in terms of their, their confidence as well. But you know, I, th- I think I think the, overall the coaches will be pleased. Um, it's still a very young team, you know, some of these young guys that are obviously still able to play and have been playing with the under-18s, for example, so that's, that's, that's really encouraging. But ultimately, I think, you know, traditionally when you're growing up as a Celtic fan, you always want to see you know some of the young players coming through from the academy. I think it's that kind of you can relate to them because, obviously, as you mentioned earlier on, they're, they're living the dream that all of us had as, as young guys. Um, and obviously now, young girls, they, they can play for Celtic one day and, um, you know, most of us weren't blessed with that talent that yeah. they would do that, but, you know, so you always related to the players that you know that if they weren't playing, they'd be standing or sitting beside you in the stands, so there's always that, Celtic's always had that element and, you know, we see it just now in, you know, the first team with Callum McGregor, James Forrest, Anthony Ralston, etc. so it's good to see the next generation starting to knock on the door and, and I mentioned earlier on as I say that those players what encourages me is I say the manager there's no sentiment you know he's he's not going to play just a, a young player just to give him a chance because you know he's been hanging about the first team these guys are only training with the first team because they're capable and they're only in that squad or getting minutes on the part of the first team because they're capable because that's just the way it has to be at Celtic so mm-hmm. that really encourages me yeah
0: at the same time hopefully we do get the league wrapped up in the next couple of games and then you can hopefully try and see a a few more players getting some minutes. But as you mentioned, they're only going to get there because of what they can do in the park and if they're going to benefit the team and help us get the three points, um, which is probably a better position to be in as a a young player where, you know, you know that if you're getting minutes, you've, you've earned those minutes and the manager has trusted you to play in those matches. And, you know, instead of just like, the end of the season and ten players all start getting handed out minutes, you know, like better votes handed out Scotland caps, you know. So um it'll be hopefully it'll be good though to, to see a couple of them get a little bit more time. But uh, yeah, it's all all very exciting and then yeah, as you mentioned, Glasgow Cup as well to look forward to. So hopefully they can get a little bit of silverware as well to, to end the season on. Um at the moment is things stand, Paul in terms of predictions, you're the person that's gonna be leaving with the silverware <laughs> at the end of this season. I hope
1: there is a trophy.
0: Uh, nah, nah I, I don't want to that's, see, you, because that would sit at your desk <laughs> and I'd have to look at it every single day, so uh, as a person who's putting the predictions together, then I'm deciding against that. Although I'm saying that, last week um, we both got seven points, um, you got the Brighton result right against Chelsea, 2-1, I went 3-1 for that, um, but I got the Hibs result right against Hearts, um, but overall, apart from those correct scores, we didn't actually have the best of weeks because we've got a few wrong um so we've got another seven to go through this week um again we're still looking for a fan for this week's predictions so do get in touch if you want to to uh take us on this week so let's start off we're recording this before wednesday's matches um so let's go through a couple of those ones in the women's league, starting off with the Celtic women going away to Hearts, which is always a tricky place to go to away from home, and also Hearts going to this one having not played at the weekend as well, so maybe a tricky one. Yeah, we
1: were the first team to to beat them at the Mm -hmm. Orium this season. I'm going to go for a Celtic win, obviously, Um, I think just in the back of that performance and result against Glasgow City, and it's, you know... You obviously don't want to to do that against the, the league leaders and then slip up. So I'm going to go three one for Celtic. I am going to go.
0: I think I'll go two one in that one. Um, I go- let's let's do the Glasgow City Rangers game as well because that's really I've not I didn't put it down here, but I think that's really exciting. Um, and obviously a game that we will be looking at if we get our result on Wednesday and get the three points, and we'll be looking at that one to see. Do what you know it's it's is. funny? I'm
1: I'm going to go for a draw because, obviously. You know, if Glasgow City win, then that keeps that five points, but, you know, in your heart, heart of hearts, you'd, you'd never want to see... Yeah. You know, I'm never going to hope that that uh, Rangers beat anybody, so I'm going to go two each, actually. I think uh, there's not a lot to choose between the top three teams, to be fair. And, you know, I think the victory at the weekend has also given Rangers a wee glimmer of hope. They're six points behind, so I think they'll. it's a tough one for Glasgow City to bounce back, so two each. My
0: I out by saying a draw as (laughs) well? So that's fair. Do you know,
1: I I can't see Glasgow City
0: losing. I think they might. I don't know. I think they might draw. Do you know, I'll go a Glasgow City win. I'll go go 2-1 Glasgow City. I don't think they'll lose the game, um, but you might be right. It might be a draw. It's going to end up being two each, and you'll get the three points for that. Um, To the Scottish Premiership, and on Friday night uh, is... Sorry, Saturday morning. I think it is, it's on telly. it's Hearts against Ross County.
1: It's on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness for remote controls and lots of other channels. I know. <laughs> um, I watched some of the Edinburgh derby. Uh, it was dreadful. And Hearts were really, I mean, they were a shadow. I mean, early in the season, they actually were playing quite well. They were by far the better team early in the season than Hibs, but they would look a shadow themselves. They look like a team that's completely devoid of confidence. Um, and I, I think, putting Stephen Naismith in for Robbie Neilson, I don't really know if that's steadying mm. the ship. So, I'm going to go for Ross County to win that one though.
0: hmm okay. I I mean, all form would suggest that Hearts aren't going to win, but surely they've got to win a game at some point. I mean, was it six in a row, seven in a row, something like that? Yeah, it's five Nothing. or six, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm going to go Hearts 1-0. For that one, but yeah, it's a contest that's on the telly. Because even last the weekend there, it had Friday night, Ross County Aberdeen, um, and then Saturday, the, the Edinburgh Derby. And you're thinking, if you're if you're watching that outwith of Scotland, both of those games, both 1-0s, and you're just like, it's, it's not really doing much to push up the Scottish game. Although, it's good to see at least they are on the telly, but uh, yeah. I might avoid that one as well, as I said last week with Edinburgh Derby and I'm glad that I did. Uh, our game then, uh, celtic Motherwell on Saturday.
1: I will go for 5-0 for Celtic. Okay, I'm going to go for 3-0 on that one. Don't really know what is going to turn up. It's... I mean, they're going to be very defensive, particularly with it being here. Yeah. I they're just going to put everybody behind the ball.
0: 2-1 earlier in the season, wasn't it, here?
1: Yeah, no, just but I think the problem is we are now just, we, we can see that finishing light, line in sight. Mm. I think we'll we'll steamroll them. It's kind of got
0: parallels of, I think it was the same time last season, the last game before the split, we played St Johnson at home and won 7-0, and it was that exact same kind of situation where you're you're looking at the team, you've got a home game, you're just thinking they're counting down the games and they're just going to come out and just steamroll the team. So, yeah, yeah, I'd probably actually lean more towards towards your result than mine but I'll say it's 3-0 anyway Uh, three more games a couple from England on Sunday Newcastle against Tottenham that's quite an interesting one
1: I think Newcastle will win I think Tottenham are all over the place at the moment they're kind of there's just something not quite right there so I think Newcastle will want to bounce back after they lost at the weekend so I'm going to go 3 1 to Newcastle. Harry Kane will fall in the box and get a penalty as he does. <laughs> no, but the way you gust a wind blows, blows him down. But 3 uh, 1 Newcastle. St James's part will we rocking
0: for that one? Because Newcastle, no, if they if they beat Tottenham, I know there's still maybe like seven games or six games left after that. But if they beat Tottenham, yeah. that pretty much rules Tottenham out. And then the only challenge you're really getting is maybe like a Brighton or something to the Champions League spots, which could happen. Um, but yeah, I'll go 2 0 Newcastle. And talking about Brighton, they're in the FA Cup semi finals against Man U on Sunday. And I think Brighton might do it. I think, I think they might get a 2 1 victory
1: in that. Right, I was going to say that. I'll let you predict first. Right, okay. I, because I think Manchester United obviously have got some injuries. But he's a really good coach, actually. And he makes, you know, even if the team aren't, you know, in terms of attack wise, he makes them very difficult to beat. But at the moment, Brighton. I'd love to see them in the final. I think they deserve it because I think the football they play mm-hmm. is, is superb. Um, but I'm actually going to go for Manchester United to win that 1-2-1 one, because one, just, there's just something about him and the way he lines his team up. I think he's, yeah. he's just one of these guys that he makes them very difficult to beat and it kind of reminds me a bit of the, the League Cup final when they played Newcastle and there's maybe a lot of hype about them, but Manchester United navigated just, it well yeah, yeah. Yeah. the only thing
0: we don't know is they're playing Thursday night Yeah, yeah, uh, and I think that's going to be really challenging for Man U two each away to Sevilla that's going to be absolutely rocking there and the Europa League is Sevilla's competition so they're going to be desperate to win that match so who knows but uh, yeah I'd love to see Brighton get in just for the, the whole because they're such a brilliant team to watch uh, and then finally is Celtic Women against Glasgow City on Sunday Scottish Cup semi-finals at Hampden Park big stage big occasion and Celtic victory
1: of course yes <laughs> yeah. 2-1 after extra time last minute of extra time we think it's going to be penalties we get a corner and Caitlin Hayes scores the winner
0: <laughs> you said that last week didn't you
1: <laughs> which you did score from a corner
0: <laughs> yeah I know maybe you could get a point for that actually uh, I'm going to go for 3-2 the same as the Cup final yeah. last year more goals again uh, as we saw on Sunday as well uh, but yeah, it's going to be really exciting. I yeah, just hope really, there's a big crowd as well. I know, I hope so. Um, it, it's a brilliant occasion for them and for the games to be put on at Hamden, I, think's, I think it's brilliant. So hopefully hopefully they get the, the victory there and then have a final to look forward to. Um, but yeah, thanks very much for joining us again this week and thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's Celtic View podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast on all of your usual channels, and at The Celtic View on Twitter. And do join us again next week, where we're gonna have all the build-up to the first team's semi-final at Hampden Park in the Glasgow Derby. So do join us for that. But in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week, enjoy the rest of your Celtic action, and we'll see you again next week. Hail, hail.